Good morning to you, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenster on AM 1030 KVOI, the voice of the in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. It is Tuesday, also known as Wednesday Eve around here, right, Matt? Matt, good morning to you. Back in the saddle again, sir. Let's do Correct. this Correct. Wednesday Eve. Happy Wednesday Eve. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to today's show. I look forward to almost every single day's show. Um, but uh, another good day in the space city of the Southwest. Uh, aerospace illustrator Michelle Rausch will be on the show later today to talk about her work and Tucson in space. Uh, but to kick us off today will be Vishnu Reddy uh, from the University of Arizona team that is tracking uh, Chinese space junk about to hit the moon later this week. Another good day in the space city of the Southwest. Let's go ahead now uh, to our live line, 520-790-2040, where we will now welcome in Vishnu Reddy from the University of Arizona. Vishnu, thanks for your time this morning. Some stuff's about to hit the moon later this week, and you're here to tell us about it. Good morning, sir. Morning, Zach. Uh, pleasure to be here. So I, I want to start a little bit, uh, a little bit further back in terms of uh, the university has a space domain uh, awareness lab, uh, and you, University of Arizona is the only public university uh, that has a dedicated program for space domain awareness. Can you tell us a little bit about? this program, why it's at the University of Arizona, and kind of the importance of it as we get going here. Sure. Uh, So about five years ago, uh, the university decided that they should invest in developing uh, a space domain awareness program. And the reason is that we have several strengths uh, that we can build upon in helping uh, things with space junk and national security. So we have an excellent ground-based astronomy program. It's probably the best in the world. Uh, we have a large fleet of uh, telescopes that uh, scan the night skies for uh, hazardous asteroids. Uh, we have uh, spacecraft missions that go to other objects and bring back samples. And we also have uh, the cyber infrastructure, uh, Cybers, which is funded by the National Science Foundation uh, at the University of Arizona. So just to you know, kind of bring all these strengths together and see what we can do for tackling the the big problem that we would have in terms of orbital debris in space and also uh, national security issue uh, issues in space. So, so that's why the university invested um, in, in this program. It's kind of the first one and the only one in the world uh, because, you know, you have experts in space domain awareness at other universities, for example, but they have one faculty. Uh, they don't have a cohort of faculty members uh, that work together, bring their strengths. So we have faculty in College of Engineering and Science at the university uh, that are working together to to tackle these big problems. Before we get into the specifics of why you're here this morning, Vishnu, what is the uh, importance as space exploration is ramping up, space travel is ramping up, uh, moon exploration and landings and discovery is, uh, is, is ramping up, as I understand. What is the importance of institutions like the University of Arizona tracking uh, and clearing and navigating orbital debris? Is this a problem that is 
beginning to ramp up? Right. So, you know, we've been exploring space, you know, since the dawn of the space age, you know, for more than 60 years. And imagine, you know, you know, the, the, the perfect, you know, uh, example I can tell is, um, you know, imagine us since the invention of the car, right? The model, the model T. And you have people driving cars and every time they run out of gas, they leave the car behind on the side of the freeway, pick up a new car and drive. Imagine how, how polluted our freeways would be. We wouldn't be able to drive, you know, if that was the case, right? It's the same thing that's happening in space. Every time a perfectly working satellite runs out of gas, we basically launch a new one. Um, and so we've been accumulating stuff faster than what uh, the atmosphere can filter and bring things down. So we have a lot of uh, objects in space. So currently the Space Force tracks uh, more than 22,000 uh, objects in space. Uh, only a small fraction of those are actually live satellites. Uh, a vast majority of them approaching 90% is space junk. And in certain orbital regimes, it's almost impossible to bring these debris down by natural decay of their orbits. So as the solar cycle picks up, the sun has a cycle. Every 11 years, the sunspots go up, and it you know expands the atmosphere, and that increases the drag on the satellites that are close to the Earth in low Earth orbit. And slowly, the space junk in the low Earth orbit is cleared. But things much further out from the Earth, but are still in Earth orbit, those things are going to remain for tens, hundreds, if not thousands of years, and they're not coming down. So we have to be proactive uh, about how we deal with space junk. Now, there are different mechanisms of how we're going to tackle it. Uh, we have spacecrafts now going and refueling rockets, for, for example, uh, so that you know you have a perfectly healthy spacecraft, but it doesn't have gas to maintain its orbit. You would put gas back in, and then it can function uh, perfectly fine for another five to ten years. So that way you reduce the amount of debris to begin with. You also have the issue of you know, tracking things. So you want to make sure that uh, you know where this debris is so that you can you know, safely navigate um, basically into space. So we have to do this for not just for things like the International Space Station, but also for astronauts or even spacecraft going towards the moon. Now, the, the, the problem around the moon is not as dire as it is around the Earth. You know, we attract only about 200 objects in what we call a cislunar space. So that is, you know, relatively, you know, benign, but we don't want to get into the situation where we have the same problem around the moon like we have on the Earth right now. We don't want to get into a situation where we have to attract 22,000 objects around the moon. And the reason is simple, right? It's easier to track something around the Earth because things are closer to you. Things are much further out at the moon. So the 22,000 objects I said about, they're all bigger than the size of a grapefruit, to give you an idea. Hmm. Okay? Trying to track a grapefruit close to the moon is going to be nearly impossible, even with the biggest telescopes on the Earth. Wow. Okay, so we want to be proactive about cataloging, minimizing the debris around the moon as human beings, like you said, you know, venture beyond, you know, the Earth system into right. moon and beyond. Right. Wow. Vishnu Reddy is with us, uh, Associate Professor at the University of Arizona, co-leading the Space Domain uh, Awareness Lab with a fellow professor at the University of Arizona. Uh, the reason that we have you on today, Vishnu, is because you guys have been tracking a booster 
that was initially thought to be a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket booster from a launch they did in 2015. But you've since found that this is a booster from a, uh, a, a Chinese rocket uh, that was launched in 2014 as a part of the Chinese Space Agency's Lunar Exploration Program. Uh, tell us a little bit about why it's important to uh, be able to tell um, why, uh, which this is coming from and, and, and whose nation it belongs to and what, why is this important? So that's an excellent question. So the 22,000 objects I, I, I spoke about that are in Earth orbit that we track are all associated with a specific launch. In other words, to, to have an object we track and go into a catalog of objects, the Space Force requires it to be associated with a specific launch. But we haven't been doing that for objects beyond the geostationary belt. You know, that's you know, 36,000 kilometers uh, from the Earth. Okay, so anything beyond the geostationary belt, we haven't been tracking, keeping, you know, where things are, because we thought, you know, like I said, you know, the reality of space is vast, so we don't have to worry about it. But like I said, there's 200 objects right now in this lunar space, so the problem is becoming bigger and bigger. So uh, a colleague of mine, Bill Gray, uh, he realized, you know, uh, Bill basically works at the interface between the uh, uh, telescopes that track asteroids that threaten the Earth and the space domain awareness. And he was looking at these boosters in cislunar space, we call it, uh, to make sure that they're not confused with asteroids that are approaching the Earth. And one of the things he noticed in early January of this year is that one of, this, one of these objects that we have been tracking since 2015 was going to be at the same place at the same time as the moon. So basically it's gonna impact the moon uh, you know, on the 4th of March. And what uh, what Bill uh, realized is that it, its orbit kind of roughly matched with with the launch of a SpaceX rocket, like in 2015. Uh, but there was no direct association of the orbit. It's just anecdotal. It's one person trying to do the work, whereas you know in Space Force you have a lot of people trying to track many things, right? And that basically led to this impression that this was somehow a SpaceX rocket. Uh, when he went back and he took a closer look, it matched the Chinese booster that was launched a year before better. How do you tell the difference? And why should we care, right? Like I said, it comes back to the original idea of maintaining a catalog of, uh, of objects because we want to know where this debris is coming from because then you have an idea about how long it's been there, what it's made of, what is the probability of this piece of debris having some kind of a malfunction or an explosion to create more debris. All these are very important because it's not just like debris is a benign thing. Even a benign rocket body that is not actively, you know, operational like a satellite can, you know, have a malfunction where the batteries might explode, where the fuel might leak out. So there are several things. So there's a reason for it. We're not trying to attribute the launch to a specific company or a nation to somehow hold them accountable or anything like that. We understand everybody has good intentions to be good stewards of the orbital space, but we want to know not only from a scientific perspective, but also from a you know sustainability perspective. We want to see that this rocket booster is not going to create additional piece of debris that we have to worry about. So that's where we came in, and basically what we did was our speciality is to look at the light reflected off these rocket bodies from the paint. And we can tell subtle differences in the paint that the Chinese use with the paint SpaceX uses. Um, and we can tell which one is closer to the 
uh, rocket booster that's going to hit the moon. And our students were able to figure that out and tell if the rocket that is going to hit the moon looks more similar to the Chinese than the SpaceX. Incredible. Vishnu Reddy uh, is with us, a uh, professor at the University of Arizona, co-leads the Space Domain Awareness Lab uh, at the University of Arizona. Uh, University of Arizona is the only public university that has a dedicated academic program for space domain awareness. Of course, Arizona's space science program is number two among public U.S. universities, number 10 in the world uh, in a 2021 U.S. News and World Report Best Global Universities uh, ranking and certainly, uh, as we're looking at the end of this week, of a piece of uh, space debris uh, hitting the moon, it's not going to uh, uh, be too much of a negative impact. But it, uh, this is happening, and stuff is growing, and uh, it's good to have talented people in our community um, tracking it. And uh, Vishnu, I'm uh, I'm on a com- campaign. Uh, to get Tucson branded as the space city of the Southwest. Vishnu, thanks so much for being with us this morning and for your research and what you're doing at the university. And uh, let's talk again soon. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much, Vishnu. Uh, that is our top of the hour conversation. When we come back, uh, a few words from me here when Tipping Point returns on 1030 The Voice. And then we're going to talk to illust- aerospace illustrator Michelle Rausch. It it happened, it turned out to be, by accident, a day about space and the moon and Tucson and the University of Arizona. Uh, We'll talk about Tucson's place in space and her work uh, over a long period of time in the industry here in our community. Uh, That's where our show is going right after this here on Tipping Point, 1030 The Voice. by and for the people of Tucson. 10.30 The Voice. Trusted local news and talk. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. 
Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle? I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Impact of Southern Arizona serves 52 zip codes in Pima and Pinal counties and reinvests $2.5 million a year into the community. Join us for our Impact Expo on Tuesday, March 2nd, at the Tucson Chinese Cultural Center, where we'll be bringing a national speaker along with local partners and the community together to talk about how we can help people move from just getting by in a getting-ahead world to improving their life in our region. Go to impactsoaz.org for more information and to support Impact of Southern Arizona in improving lives and inspiring futures. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenster on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, Daily In-Depth News, conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. We spent a bit of a long segment with Vishnu Reddy, professor at the University of Arizona. He co-leads the Space Domain Awareness Lab. It's the uh, uh, University of Arizona is the only public university that has a dedicated academic program uh, for space domain uh, awareness. And, of course, the University of Arizona Space Science Program was ranked number two among public universities and number 10 in the world in a recent Best Global Universities ranking. Matt, I am bullish uh, on doing my part to make sure that Tucsonans, Tucson, Tucsonans, know how incredible we are in the space exploration and space technologies business. Uh, I I just don't think that we know uh, what is going on. And we've got really smart people tracking moon junk from Chinese rockets as we speak, about to hit the moon in a couple of days. And, 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 you know, again, there are some major things happening in space. This is the business of the future. Uh, and uh, uh, this, is, this is incredible. And I, w- I want to tell that story, Matt. And, and this is just one of, those, one of those stories. Amazing stuff. Yeah, it's a, certainly a good story to tell. And uh, long history here, uh, long legacy, and... The thing of it is that uh, it just keeps getting written, so it's not all in the past. Right. Yeah, and I mentioned this last Friday, if you missed missed the show. Uh, Again, we have the Board of Regents. And if you listen frequently to the show, 
this is repetitive and I apologize for that but if you haven't heard the show recently the the drum I keep banging is that the board of regents and the uh, and the state legislature have basically developed a funding program uh, for universities to focus on their academic strengths and here in Tucson one of those university research strengths is space technologies and space exploration uh, and I expressed a little bit of my uh, good-hearted frustration that there was a statewide uh, university gathering of stakeholders from around the state at SkySon up at Arizona State University uh, around how do we integrate the space economy into local economic development in our communities. And it fascinates me that there's still not enough traction outside of the campus walls around this topic uh, to make the University of Arizona the driver of that conversation. I get it. Look, you know, Phoenix is in the center of the state, makes it easier for Flagstaff folks. But still, we got to plant our flag on this and really own this topic, not just inside the university, but outside the university. And I think it would be a darn shame uh, to be as good as we are in this area and not make use of it outside of the university and local economic development. So I just want to keep storytelling uh, what's going on because this stuff is uh, this stuff is really special. Uh, coming up, I've got a book in front of me: Astronaut Al Travels to the Moon by Apollo 15 astronaut Al Warden. Uh, it's a it's a small book written illustrated by our next guest illustrator aerospace illustrator Michelle Rausch herself uh, an engineer an artist a very interesting combination been involved in what Tucson is doing in the field of space for a very long time you'll actually catch her and we'll talk about it at the Tucson Festival of Books uh, next week and it just happened today this was completely by accident but today is all about Tucson in space. Uh, and specifically around the moon, whether it is astronauts traveling to the moon or space junk hitting the moon, <laughs> we're talking, uh, we're talking about the moon today and and Tucson's place in space. So uh, so that's a lot of fun. Hey, I wanted to promote this while I've got a second before we uh, before we take off. Uh, the I've, I've got the official. Arizona Department of Housing Director Tom Simplot on the show on Friday. We just booked that conversation. The Senate, the state legislature just booked him or just uh, called him the official. He was interim director of housing. We've had him on the show a couple of the times. He is the official person now. And we're going to continue talking about the housing crisis in Arizona and what to do about it. Uh, I also want you to uh, plug in Thursday the 3rd on your calendar. Keep us on your dial. We're going to talk with Sharon Megdahl, our very own Sharon Megdahl from the University of Arizona for a full hour about water security and do we have enough water and how do we manage it and how do we make sure we create more resources of water and how do we make sure that our water sources are secure for the future. So that's a conversation uh, I'm very much looking forward to. And uh, I think also as we have time, we don't have much of it the rest of the week, but uh, looking forward to the State of the Union uh, today. And, uh, and hearing what uh, the president's view of the State of the Union is. And we'll, of course, debrief that as the week goes on. We gave you our prediction for tonight, yesterday on this show. So check that out on the podcast. All right, when we come back, Michelle Rausch will be with us talking Tucson's place in space. Don't go anywhere. You're on 1030 The Voice, trusted local news and talk.
Tucson. Your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Casser family wing of Latin American art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the sustainable strength system is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to sustainablestrengthsystem.com. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back to Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Genser on AM 1030 KVY The Voice. Daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. Uh, we are partway through and uh, looking forward to our second and final guest conversation this morning. Real quick before I jump back in, uh, I want to mention something that I forgot when I when I uh, mentioned the State of the Union tonight. Uh, KVOI will be broadcasting the State of the Union tonight at 7, so you can keep us uh, right here if you are not in front of uh, anything else and you're driving around or uh, out and about or even if you're just sitting at home, you can tune us in and you can listen. And uh, we got you covered there, so you can listen to us there. Uh, looking forward to this conversation coming up, I have been. Michelle Rausch uh, is a professional artist, illustrator, and an engineer striving to capture the emotions of people living and working in a thriving aerospace-focused world on Earth and beyond. I've got a book in front of me that she illustrated, Astronaut Al Travels to the Moon. Astronaut Al, of course, being Al Warden, 
Apollo 15 astronaut. And uh, back in studio with us, with a completely different hat on, is a guy and a voice you will recognize after two years of being with us here on the show, and that is Jeff Loxton. Uh, you know Jeff is pastor of uh, Hope City Church on the tw- 22nd Street Corridor. What you may not know about Pastor Jeff uh, is that in uh, past and current lives, he's been very active in chambers of commerce around the city, in business and entrepreneurship in Tucson, and uh, made this conversation happen. So Jeff, before we uh, before we give Michelle center stage here, how did you meet Michelle and how did we get here? And this is all you, man. So how do you know Michelle? Yeah, it was such a great connection, and I've uh, followed your your conversations with your listeners outside of our time over these last several months, and I know space is uh, something that is um, on your heart. Michelle, when I first met her, was through the Greater Vale Area Chamber of Commerce as an artist. Uh, she's also an engineer, and unknown to me, had an interaction with my father here in Tucson and his experience with Raytheon before I even landed here eight years ago. So it was this really neat connection. And in our time together, I've just gotten to know her as such an amazing person apart from the artist and the engineer. So I'm glad to share uh, all that is Michelle and her work with you during this segment. Yeah. And I accidentally uh, opened this conversation up with, again, my first guest conversation at the top of the Airway Vishnu Ready from the University of Arizona. There's some space junk from a Chinese rocket that's going to hit the moon on March 4th. We know what it is and when it's going to hit. We're going to be okay. The world is not going to come to an end. But there's space junk and space debris. And uh, the University of Arizona is the only uh, public university that has a space awareness, academic focus. Uh, we are just so excellent at the University of Arizona and in this community around aerospace, defense, space exploration. And that's why we're having this conversation. So, Michelle, why are you... Uh, passionate about Tucson and its contributions to space. What have you observed in your work being in the industry for for so long in Tucson? Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for this opportunity to introduce me to this wonderful uh, world of talking with our public on aerospace. And Zach, you're you're right on with, with the University of Arizona. My husband and I, we moved to Tucson in 1992, and we thought this was a starter place, and we'll give it three years. Well, you know, 1992 (laughs) to today. That is a Tucson story. That happens so many times. And why we fell in love with the the city is because not only does it offer great jobs, it's climate, friends, uh, home, work, everything. It's the balance of, of life as well as multicultural cultural with the essence of keeping the Western style. But it is very rich, very rich with aviation, astronomy, and aerospace. And what I have in front of you is a little poster that I created uh, with my first contract with Tucson International um, uh, Airport. So uh, with, with this uh, job that I have, we do contract management but engineering contract management, and that is nothing like an art contract. So International Tucson, uh, Arizona, offers this rich history. So my first contract, we landed a uh, timeline, and this timeline gives you what happened from the point of time when the Wright brothers, um, they, they were figuring out how to fly. Well, we passed our first um, speed limit in Tucson. Hmm. So we were kind of lagging behind, but nevertheless, we had um, aviation, 
land on our our place, and that was with uh, Charles Hamilton. Wow. So, with with that rich history, we we enjoyed. My husband and I were both engineers, and we enjoy the the culture, the aerospace, the the work. And another part that is so important with aerospace and its community is our uh, aerospace professional society called American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics. And what we do is uh, advocate for aerospace in in our uh, community with our elected officials to pass laws to ensure that they uh, combine their decisions with uh, jobs and also the things that we are trying to advocate is uh, retention from the mm. graduates. There is a uh, por- por- portion of time where students graduate and they don't have much experience. Mm. Yep. And companies have to take a risk to yep. invest in them. So many of them do want to stay. They want to enjoy where, where they're at and they would like to work here. But um, yep. we need to always advocate for it. Another th- uh, cheat sheet that I have in front of you is... Um, our, my, the, the organization I just m- mentioned, and I'm an associate fellow with AIAA, and um, we have a fact sheet. And did you know that Arizona is number four in the nation with uh, aerospace industry and revenue? Hmm. So it's important for us to continue this journey yep. to tell our public that these jobs provide yep. um, funding right back into the state. I uh, Michelle Roush is with us. The sheet you just handed me also shows that Arizona is number one nationwide in aerospace manufacturing attractiveness. My little shtick on the show the last <laughs> maybe 12 months, Michelle, has been I want, if you lined up 10 Tucsonans, including electeds, including private sector, I want seven to eight of those to know these numbers. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm this comes from a this comes from positiveness. This is not a negative statement. I don't think there's a disconnect, right? We think of Davis Monthan, we think of Raytheon, we think we kind of know what aerospace and space exploration is and means and could be in this community. But I think by and large we are disconnected across public sector, private sector, education sector, University of Arizona. We are not connected enough to put gas on this fire to supercharge it. So, so so how do we, as we close here, we're going to talk about your book and what you have going on next week as well, Michelle. How do we take those numbers and make Tucson the space city of the Southwest in the sense that there's a recognition of it, there's a widespread acknowledgement of it, there's an understanding of it, and how do we turn it into jobs and economic development and good things for Tucson and Southern Arizona? We're doing good, but how do we how do we increase that? There, there are some organizations. Um, one is with the airports in discussion of a spaceport. Uh, they meet quarterly, and uh, we just had our statewide aviation day. And it changes uh, between January and February, depending on what the industry needs. And it is important if you if people are really excited about aviation and aerospace is to get involved with organizations, whether it be AIAA or ASA or some some venue. Some acronym. Some yeah. acronym. <laughs> There's um, an acronym for you. For everything. <laughs> um, and so, there we do integrate. And we do meet, and there's another organization um, 
with the University of Arizona, Steve Fleming, yeah. stands up monthly a space business uh, roundtable. And um, last month they met at Biosphere 2. Yeah. They also met at uh, Worldview. There's various places across hmm. uh, Arizona that they try to go to Phoenix because um, there's there's a lot going on. and. And that's that's another area that people can join, and it's free. That's yeah. wonderful part of, cool. of what he offers is businesses to get together to talk about what they're involved with. And so, what I advocate is using my art as a communication tool for kids. Mm. I get oh, to the cool. younger generation, so I'm I'm investing. I believe I'm investing. Uh, we'll see how time goes on, but I believe I'm investing in our second generation to get them it. excited about it. I, I love, love it. As, as a quick teaser, and this is where we're going to go in the second segment, uh, but you know the nature of live radio is, is folks are in and out in their lives. That's the beautiful part of this. Before we go, I want to plug this. Uh, you, you've mentioned your book. Um, you'll be at the book festival, the, the Tucson Festival of Books yes. next week. Mm-hmm. Give me the 60-second kind of pitch on that, and we'll dive in after the break. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, Tucson Festival of Books is coming up. I will be at the Indie Author Pavilion Children's Books on Saturday, March 12, and I'll be there from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. If you can't find me there, you can find me at my publisher's booth. Number is 136, number 136, and you will find me there both Saturday and Sunday. I will be doing interactive art with the public, hopefully with kids, and uh, just talking about uh, what the journey was in creating this art and Mm -hmm. getting them excited about going to the moon again. What's, what's the name of your book? It is Astronaut Al Travels to the Moon. Hey, that's the one I have in front of me. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Al Warden, of course, Apollo 15 astronaut. Michelle, uh, we got you for one more segment. That's as good a place as I need to take a pause. When we come back, we'll talk about the book festival. We'll talk about how do we raise that next generation, people interested in workforce in this. And uh, we'll talk more about this book that's in front of me. Beautiful illustration. You are an engineer. You are an artist. You are an expert in this space. Again, uh, Arizona is, is number one nationwide in aerospace manufacturing attractiveness, number four nationwide in aerospace industry payroll and in aerospace revenue at nearing $15 billion. You guys, we are good in this state and in this part of the state uh, at space, space exploration, aerospace, and defense. It's time we took that seriously even more than we are. We can't take for granted our current assets. We have to keep investing, keep growing, but this is our thing. This is our thing. Yeah. We'll be right back after the break. Tipping point on 1030 The Voice. From Oro Valley to Vail and everywhere in between, 1030 The Voice, trusted local news and talk. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. 
Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. This is Bill Buckmaster preparing for Lent 2022 at noon on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. You're listening to Tipping Point on 1030 The Voice. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. This segment is sponsored in part by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown uh, last fall in October, and they're doing really well. Little Love Burger serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, hub ice cream, milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger for their most recent hours and opening schedule. And... Let them know next time you go that you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for a 15, 1-5% discount off your next meal. I have tried the food. I have tried the discount. Both are great. Both work. Uh, I can vouch for it. And you should go. Good people, good food, good business here in Tucson, just a few doors down from the Rialto Theater. Uh, we're wrapping up our conversation with Michelle Rausch, an artist, an engineer, an illustrator, uh, really promoting the uh, the expertise in aerospace and aviation and astronomy here 
in Tucson and Southern Arizona. Again, I was shocked to even get some uh, get some paper from Michelle here live on the show showing that Arizona's number one nationwide in aerospace manufacturing attractiveness, number four nationwide in aerospace industry payroll and in aerospace revenue at almost $15 billion. Don't take it from me. You've been hearing it from me for probably a year now. Don't take it from me. Arizona and Southern Arizona is is darn good. Uh, at this industry and I think we just need more buy-in we need more gas on that fire and that's what we're trying to do in our small way here on the program Uh, Michelle Rausch again is with us and not only an advocate for the aerospace and space exploration industry but an illustrator um, herself Uh, astronaut Al travels to the moon Apollo 15 astronaut Al Warden uh, and the book is illustrated by Michelle uh, Rausch um, share, Michelle, talk about your contributions on the artistic side. Uh, I think it's so fascinating to have an engineer and an artist yeah. in, in the same <laughs> physical body. Um, but you're it, and uh, I don't think you see that combination too much, but you are. Uh, and, and your vision to impact children and future generations in our own community. Then I want to talk about the book. Thank you so much. This is a great opportunity to talk about the integration segment. How does engineering and art <laughs> <Yes>. integrate? So <laughs> a lot of people think they're left brain, life, right brain, and I say no. It's all one brain, and engineers create something yeah. from unknown, and so do the artists. Right. They always have to conceptualize where their goal is, and it is very much of a blend of both. And back in the 1500s, they were uh, artists and uh, architects and engineers worked together, and they they were all in one. And hmm. uh, someday they just started separating them while they are the same. Hmm. Uh, creating creating this artwork uh, started back in 2018, and where I became familiar with uh, I, I'm friends with uh, astronaut Al Warden and Francis French. I was going to ask you, yeah. how do you how co-write a book with an Apollo 15 astronaut? Right. So, uh, basically, Al Warden, he's an accomplished poet, and what he did was he wrote his mission hmm. from the moon and back the day 50, over 50 years ago and uh, expressed how he, how he was uh, uh, putting in poetic form and then m- many decades later, um, convinced by Francis French, was uh, create a kid-friendly version. So in 2018, they were looking for an artist and I did this pro bono. <laughs> thinking no. thinking that I would be traveling across the world with Al Warden doing autographs and book signings and um, little I draw a little astronaut Al tethered to my autograph and then <laughs> s- selling the artwork well lo and behold he passed away in March 2020 oh. no. so I'm I'm really trying to campaign and push for this oh and continue his mission right. and communicating with the world about his his uh, and he, he's raising funds for for aerospace Incredible. And, and and getting kids across the world to space camp so uh, many many organizations that I I work with uh, involved with space camp and getting kids excited about it this is amazing by the way, the other voice you might have heard a second ago is uh, is Jeff Loxton, uh, who is our faith and culture contributor, but uh, has been in leadership of the Greater Vale Area Chamber of Commerce within the last few years. That's where Jeff met Michelle. And so Jeff knows that I'm on this kick about Space City of the Southwest. 
And and so the three of us are hanging out in yeah, the studio. Good stuff. Jeff Jeff is here. Uh, you're you're getting extra Jeff uh, this week, <laughs> and thank you, Jeff, for that connection. Sure. But by the way, I mean Al Warden. For people who don't know who Al is, and I would put myself in that category. Unfortunately, uh, on the return flight to Earth from the 1971 Apollo 15 mission, uh, Al Warden became the first person to walk in deep space. And you co-authored and illustrated his book, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called Astronaut Al travels to the moon mm-hmm. incredible on in the book there is a photo of al warden and the camera only was offered one opportunity to take a frame and al has a very colorful way to depict his, that vantage point i won't say it that way um, basically a good shot of his shoes so there was hmm. no cameo shot so uh using my engineering art program management style of of doing this project i was able to create 13 paintings within 11 months and nine of those paintings uh were created in four months so the way i used it was agile methodology Hmm. agile methodology is a crazy way to do things but all the work has to be done up front so you know where your end goal is and so i knew nine of those designs and I was able to associate those designs to new art. So the next two pieces of paintings took um, one week each and then the last two needed all that time because I was creating from the unknown. Wow. And it felt like pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah. (laughs) And I had to work with them, research, uh, and ask how, how how it was being in space, <clears throat> getting all excuse me, getting all the information from from the uh, astronaut, and 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 get the essence, hmm. and then creating spacewalk, which is the front cover wow. of the book, it's and beautiful. that is the moment in time where he still holds the record, and wow. hopefully we can get others to yes. go into space and go into and break that record. We want that record. <laughs> we we do not want Al to be rest only. in peace to be the record holder for much longer. Michelle, I could do this for another 30 minutes with you. This is incredible stuff. Uh, we've got about a minute left, and, and I want to plug again. You'll be at the Book Festival next week. Um, people can come and see you, interactive art. I uh, can get this book from you, Astronaut Al Travels to the Moon. Any other upcoming events to be looking for, we can engage with what you're doing. Yes. Um, so first at first... Uh, Tucson Festival of Books, I will be at Booth 136, Booth 136, and I will be there both Saturday and Sunday, as well as the Indie Author Pavilion uh, Children's Book on Saturday, March 12, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, the next event will be on March 20, and it's called Cultural STEM Day, and it will be at the Pueblo, oh gosh, uh, Presidio, uh, Presidio San Agustin del yeah, Tucson. right down here. And yeah, and it is on the March 20, starts at 4.30 p.m. There is a fee. I think it's either 15 or $20, and that also mm-hmm. supports a drink. Okay. Uh, so it's nice. And we're going to have another astronaut in Tucson, and that is astronaut Hoot Gibson. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. 
Michelle uh, and Jeff, this connection has been so much fun. Jeff, thank you for making this happen. You're Michelle Roush, thank thanks you. for taking the time. Uh, engineer, illustrator, artist, uh, advocate for Arizona's aerospace and space exploration and defense uh, uh, industry and community, co-author of Astronaut Al Travels to the Moon, illustrator of this beautiful book. Uh, I'm hoping this isn't the last time we get to interact and, and support what we're doing together on this in Tucson. So thanks for being with us. And Thank you. Have a great weekend at the Festival of Books. Definitely. Thanks, Definitely. Michelle. See you later. Tucson, that's it for us today. When we come back tomorrow, we're going to uh, actually spend more time with Pastor Jeff Loxon with the, with the pastor hat on as our faith and culture contributor. We're going to talk about what's happening in Ukraine, and it'll be a bit more of a serious conversation. Uh, also, uh, Eric and Carol from Tech Parks Arizona will be on to talk about how we get great technology happening in Tucson and southern Arizona out of the University of Arizona. Hugh Hewitt's up next. Bill Buckmaster at noon. That's it for us, Tucson. Stay safe. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening.